It's World Water Day, and this year's theme is focusing on all things groundwater. NGO Child Fund has been working in Besio, Kiribati, with the community for about five years in the hope to increase awareness about unsafe water. They recently found 73% of nearly 2,000 households had unsafe or likely unsafe drinking water due to bacterial contamination. I spoke with Child Fund New Zealand's senior technical advisor, Fiona Callan, about the water issues in Kiribati. Well, World Water Day is celebrated globally on March 22nd. It's really about appreciating water and its importance to life, obviously, but it's also a reminder that there are many communities around the world that still struggle to access clean and safe water. And this year's World Water Day theme is groundwater, making the invisible visible. So where Child Fund works, water is a key focus of almost all our projects, but the groundwater theme is particularly relevant to Kiribati, which we work in in the Pacific. Tell me more about Kiribati and what the realities are there for people who face shortages and contaminated groundwater. Well, for people living in Kiribati, in the main town, Beso, shallow groundwater is the primary source of water. Groundwater is at increasing threat in Kiribati from rising sea levels, the king tides and storm surges. Because when the seawater inundates the land, it seeps down into the groundwater and reduces the size of the freshwater lens. A lot of people in Kiribati say that the water starts tasting saltier and saltier throughout um, each year. Also, the groundwater is really shallow because Kiribati is only about sort of two to three metres high in the highest places. It's a very um, low-lying coral atoll. So the groundwater is also very shallow. It's just about one to two metres deep. The other problem facing Kiribati is that it's extremely densely populated. There is just like mere centimetres between some of the houses. The population density is over twice that of Tokyo. So there's a lot of people um, on this land. There's a lot of rubbish that collects because they don't have very good um, waste management. And of course, all the human and animal waste, even graves in the shallow ground, can cause bacterial contamination to seep down into the groundwater. So most people rely on groundwater for their drinking water. It's their best source of water. But the piped water is only available for a few hours each day, and that's only turned on every two to three days. So they collect water from the tap and then store that at home. Recently, we did um, water collection, uh, water testing on 25 water collection points, and only four of them had safe water, and another two were sort of relatively okay. And people rely on that water for their drinking water. What kind of risk does this pose to communities who obviously really need clean drinking water, but knowing that this risk is there, surely there'd be quite dangerous consequences? Yeah, the consequences are dangerous. It's the consequence of, of unsafe water are diarrhoea and dysentery, which is particularly dangerous for little kids, but also vulnerable adults. So we did some research a couple of years back, which showed almost a third of children had experienced diarrhoea in the two weeks before the survey. So for little kids, when they get dehydrated and they get really sick, um, it can be quite dangerous, as you say. So Kiribati has the highest infant mortality rate in the Pacific region due to this. So it's a real problem. A lot of parents know that the drinking water they give their children might be contaminated, and that's a real concern for them. So we do regular water quality testing. We um, test the water of over 1,800 households, and we ask them to give us a glass of water that they would give to their kids. And almost three quarters of the households have contaminated drinking water. So it's really serious for you know, families and small children. And there's about an average of seven people per household. So all these people are sharing this contaminated drinking water. And it, when they get sick, you know, it can spread and other people get sick too. 
Is it fair to say, does the Kiribati have the most devastating groundwater problem, according to Child Fund, or is, is that too big of a statement? Um, well, Kiribati has the lowest proportion of households across the entire Pacific region that have access to piped or protected water. And what we mean by that is like a good, safe drinking water source. Um, so, yeah, it's not an underestimation to say that Kiribati probably has one of the most serious groundwater problems and drinking water problems overall in the Pacific region. And so what is the government doing about this? Well, the government is severely under-resourced, um, which is often the case in very small you know, islands with very small tax bases. Um, they, you know, there is a reticulated piped system that, that's the one that they turn on every couple of days and that sort of thing. But they get very little um, money back from the community for that. So they put a lot of money into that and not enough really comes back to upgrade it or to improve it and make sure it's safe. Um, the town council really is also like under-resourced. They do the rubbish collection, but it's not regular like what we would expect in New Zealand. So rubbish does tend to pile up until they sort of get the resources or the trucks available to transport that rubbish to landfill. And of course, Kiribati is you know it's a very narrow atoll, coral atoll, where the landfill is right on the lagoon and on the other side is a road. So there's very limited space to actually address any of these issues. I mean, few countries are more vulnerable to climate change than Kiribati. So they, you know, they have so many challenges. Thanks, Fiona, for highlighting this important issue and for all the work Child Fund is doing in the Pacific.